blossom underneath the cloudless sky And I'm drinking at the fountain that never shall run dry Oh yes, I'm feasting on the manna from a bountiful supply Oh, I am dwelling now for Sounds from Beulah Land, sponsored by Beulah Land Baptist Church under the direction of Dr. Leroy Howe, Senior Pastor. The church is located quarter mile west of 59 on Highway 96 in Queen City, Texas. Here is Dr. Howe. Thank you, Michael. Good morning, radio friends. We're so glad to have you tuned in today. We pray that the program will be a real blessing to your heart. church on Sunday just to find out who is there. Not one time will they bow their heads and go to God in prayer. And they'll talk about their neighbors, spread their gossip and their lies. They're what I call Sunday Christians, the devil in disguise. Are you just a Sunday Christian? Is that all that you can give to the one who gave his life? Of your life is he a part? Are you just a Sunday Christian? Then we'll see. Some folks think more of their money than they do of their soul. They think not of their fellow man, more money is their goal. They hide behind religion, but someday they'll realize they're a Sunday Christian. The devil is.
that those songs that I've played for you today have blessed and touched your heart, spoken to you. Something was said, something the songs was written about has been a part and spoken to your heart and maybe caused you to come closer to God today or seen some error in your life that's not what it ought to be for the Lord. Today I'd like to turn your attention as we said that last song, and of course a couple of those songs really talk to our hearts of how that we ask God to forgive us and how that God is a forgiving God, and we're glad to know that, and the story we're going to preach and bring to your hearts today is certainly a message that God forgave of a tremendous sin at the last. And uh, But keep this in mind, though, at least I forget in the message somewhere to bring it out. 
that even though God forgives us of the past, any sin, way of life that we may have walked, things we may have committed, there are scars and things that sin brings on us. We'll never get away from those things. They'll be a hindrance to us as long as we live. So keep that in mind. God is a forgiving God and how grateful we are that he is. But to think and take the attitude as some folks do, well, because he is a good forgiving God, we're going our way and live our life and then down the road somewhere, we'll turn to God and we'll get forgiveness of all of our sins. Well, you may get forgiveness of your sin, then of course you may not. That's a dangerous route to take. But uh, the thing about it, you may get forgiveness of your sin, but you're still left in a heap of trouble, as you'll find this story today in the Bible. Find this story in the book of Judges in chapter 16, and it's the entire chapter of the book of Judges that tells the story. Of course, the story don't just begin here in chapter 16 it's on earlier in this man's life and so we just don't touch on that which is here in uh, chapter 16 and you pray for us today that uh, uh, Satan will not get power uh, in our service <laughs> it's trying to bleed in on us we're trying to direct these uh, knobs and trying to get them together where we can be heard and there's been some miscommunication somehow from our programs to the way that they come out on the radio and because when I best I know how when they leave here they're in good shape without the noise and the distortion that's been in them for the last couple three weeks but if it's my fault I want to find it and because I'd like for these programs to come out clear and loud I'm not a professional in this business as far as the operating of the machinery and recording we hope to get better we're going to get better equipment and where we can make them without the errors that we do make now i've been preaching on radio for many years but only running the recording system itself i've not been used to that until the last this program here but you pray that whatever it is satan just don't want someone to get the message as clear as it ought to be so you pray today in this chapter 16, the book of Judges, verse 20 is the verse that I want you to notice today as we go into it. It says, And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before, and I'll shake myself. And he went out not knowing that the Lord was departed from him. Now, those of you who've been to church and Sunday school, any heart at all in your life, you know the story of Samson. But the first thing we think about when someone mentions Samson, we think about the fact that he was the strongest man that we've ever known of. And that's true physically. He had more power, possessed the ability to do more with human hands and arms than any man that's ever been before or since. And that's what we think about usually when we think about Samson. But there's another side of Samson that sometimes is sort of left out, sort of pushed under the rug. But you see, that's the message that I'd like to bring out this morning. 
and that is that the Philistines, now he has bowed himself, he's already had one relationship with a woman. He married this woman and things got all mixed up and back in those days the father of the bride had a lot to say about uh, their marrying their daughters off to men and certain men and there had been a, a temporary separation uh, of, of, of position. Uh, I don't think they had in their minds to do that, but because of position, they were separated for a while. The father thought that the uh, uh, daughter's husband had left off, run off and left him, which was Samson. And the father then took the daughter and gave her to another man. And that upset Samson, and so he set out to, uh, uh, to get even and... And so he still goes to other women that he doesn't get married to and plays with the heart apart with the harlot. And so that's what he's, that's where this has come to. And I notice he said, and she said the Philistines. In other words, the Philistines, Samson, is on you. The Philistines give us a type of sin, of worldliness and uh, ungodliness that's the type the philistines all right satan in other words is up after each of us there's not any of us that has any immunity against satan other than we stay close in the lap of the lord jesus because the philistines will be upon us in a moment and they roam around trying the bible says the devil as a roaring lion roars seeking who may devour. That's the Philistines for you. Now notice the Philistines are up on Samson when? As he is asleep. That sleep, he literally was asleep. But I spiritualize this and put it in our typical lives today. That's a lifestyle that we just know ourselves away as far as the things of God are concerned. We don't pay attention. We're not really involved in the work of God. Other things mean more to us than the work of God does. And so we just, we don't have that spiritual power and that close relationship with God that we ought to have. And so we are asleep while the enemy seeks to betray, betray us and to lead us astray. Then he said, now the Philistines evil come upon him while he was asleep. And so he had had this experience before they tried to bind him and he just got up and shook himself broke off whatever they bound him with and it was just nothing to it and so Philip uh, uh, Samson has come to the place that he has this attitude he thinks that he can comp uh, he can uh, override sin that he can capture it that it don't and can't really get a hold on him some of you in radio land got that same idea you got that same belief, and that's the practice that you're doing. You think, well, I've done this before, and nothing's happened yet. But just, just hold on. Samson thought that, too. That's what it said. He thought, I will go out at other times before, and I'll shake myself. He thought, oh, I've been in this predicament before. I've walked this old road before. I'll get out of this. They're not going to bind me. Satan's not going to trick me. I'm smarter than the devil is. Yeah, you think you are, and we sometimes act as though we are, but we'll get caught every time if we're not careful. If we don't turn to Jesus, we'll get caught every time. 
So Samson, he thought, he, I'll just go out and do as at other times. I'll shake it off, and it'll be all right. But it wasn't all right. He didn't realize that his, the power of God had fallen from him and left him. And when God is not with you or he's not with me, we don't have an ant's chance against the devil. I mean, the devil is more powerful than all of us put together. And if you try to attack him or try to live your life uh, against him without God, you're in big-time trouble. And that's what happened to Samson here. Now, the Philistines, it says, is a type of evil ones, wickedness, evil all kinds. But here, it was lust, sexual impurities. Sexual impurities, and that's a great sin. And it's uh, on the rampart today. It's been accepted into the lifestyles of many so-called Christians. It's in the churches in a lot of places, in a lot of areas today. But you see, while he slept, he paid no attention and no mind to what the Lord said. The Lord said, thou shalt not commit adultery. But Samson paid no attention to that, just like a lot of folks today. You know, if it feels good to it, and it's all right. But you know, God said, thou shalt not commit adultery. But he didn't. Uh, he, he did his own thing. He laid his head on the knee of a woman one time for his children. And so, uh, and then spiritually, not only the children, but the children, the church, uh, is married to the Son, the Lord Jesus. And so if we pay homage or bow down to the world of any kind of its sin and its temptation, we're committing spiritual adultery. And that's not much said about that these days, but that is the evil and that's the sin uh, that's bringing us down because that's what causes us to commit this, these physical things uh, and because we committed spiritual adultery. When you commit spiritual adultery, then you open. That means you turn from God. You begin to flirt with the world and become unfaithful to the Lord Jesus to whom you're married. And so you begin to do that and then the physical takes over and you begin to commit all these physical, literal uh, sins so I believe that spiritual adultery is even worse than physical adultery. In other words, putting people. You don't sometimes don't often think about this, do you? But you know when you put a person, whoever that person might be, between you and God, then that's just like saying, I'm going to uh, take another woman instead of my wife. If you put another person and take another person before God, you've committed spiritual adultery. And also, if you've uh, things, you know, there's boats and houses and lands and lots and, and sports. You put sports between you and God, you're committing spiritual adultery. Just like you go off and, and do things and forget God, that's spiritual adultery. And so God has talked to us not to do that. Places, a lot of folks want to go places and forget God. They want to take off on a journey and, for, and leave God. It's just it's like the physical. You decide to go someplace and, and, you know, get involved in some other relationship and just leave your wife at home. Well, let's don't leave Jesus out of our life. Now the question comes, then why did the Lord depart? He was fellowshipping with the wrong crowd. He fellowshiped with the world. You see, his problem was he went to the wrong places. He was looking at the wrong people for the wrong reason. 
You see, you do what those you run with do. Sometimes maybe you make conviction and get conviction and you don't want to. But I'm telling you, these Philistines or Satan, they're very persuasive. They're very compelling. They're strong. They're stronger than you are. But you see, at this particular point, uh, from verses 1 through 4, they closed the gate and waited all night. But Samson except escaped by the grace of God. See, they're going to hem him in. They closed him in, and they closed the gate, but he took up the gate, the post and all, and ran with it. Now, in verses 4 through 9, he went back to the same old way of life. You see, he had, he, he was deceived one time. He thinks, as I said over there, he said he would go out as at other times. Here is the evidence of it. He went back to the same old way of life, back to lust and sex. Another woman, then she begged him. He told her to bind him, and they bound him with green withs, which is a picture of bows, strings. They bound him with these things, but God was still with him and gave him power to set himself free. He should have left. Huh? He should have left, but you know what? He says, I'm going to play one more hand. One more hand. Many a man, like a gambler, you know, he play one hand, he lost. He thinks if I play one more hand, maybe I'll win this time. Some of you out there in Radio Land today, you've played a many a hand, and you'll have to admit you've lost. And you think, well, I'm going to play one more. Or maybe you haven't lost. You've, you've enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure. It's been wonderful. And you think, well, I know I shouldn't. I know I should stop. I know God's not pleased with this, but I'm going to do it one more time. That's wrong, my friend. There's problem and, and trouble brewing just down the road. There's uh, the, if we keep on gambling, one of these days we'll play the losing hand. There's a song written says there's only two winning hands and they were nailed to a cross just to save you and me from endless loss. They bound him with ropes, you see. They went from one bind to another and he'd shake himself. But this time, you see, he played one more hand. This was one hand too many. Keep this in mind, my friend. You're playing with sin, play, especially adultery. You listen to me. You're going to play it one time too many. He loses big time. So it is with everyone that plays with sin, the sin of disobedience. You see, that's a sin of spiritual adultery. If God says one thing and you turn around and do something else, you defied God. You said, God, I know you said it, but I'm not going to do it. I know you said don't, but I'm going to. I know you said do it, but I'm not going to. You see, you're playing with sin. You're playing with your life. It can be lust. It can be pride. And as we, this picture is really talks about lust, adultery with those to whom she, he was not married. And no, it goes on. No time for prayer. When's the last time you talked to the one that you say that you love the most? That's the Lord Jesus. You see, I read his Bible, his word, his love letter that he wrote to you. My wife was going through some stuff the other day. She brought in a letter and let me read it. And some little old knucklehead had wrote her a letter and told her how much he missed her, how much he loved her, and how he was longing to get back home. And you know who that little knucklehead was? <laughs> that was me. You know what? I went away and I wanted to talk. And she read that letter. She enjoyed that letter. Now she kept it and she still has it. 
what I'm saying to you, God's written your letter. It's the Bible, the sweetest story that was ever told, and yet it lies on the coffee table. It's up in the bookcase, and no one ever reads it or touches it anymore. I say to you, in verses uh, uh, 18, he gave his heart, his whole self. He took, uh, it took a while. Satan, don't give up easily. Uh, you know, see, a little by little, uh, he played, he played one more hand. Sooner or later, it will be your last. You see, you will have to play uh, a one time too many. Many have done that, and if you're not careful, you may be on your last hand. It may be time for you to turn back. But you see, he's played one time too many. And he wished not that the Lord had departed. Nothing to do about it now. God's left him. He has no power. He's bound. Sin's got him, got him captured. He's powerless. He can't move. He can't shake it off. He can't get rid of it. He can't get away from it. Sin has bound him, and that's what happened. And when it, sin gets a hold of you, the first thing it does, it puts your eyes out. They literally bored out his eyes. They took his eyes from the sockets of his head so he couldn't see. And when they take eyes from his head and he couldn't see they bound him he lost his power he lost his power to do anything that he wanted to do from now on he does what they tell him to do uh, you hear what i'm saying if you keep messing around with that sin it's going to it get so a hold on you that you, you i mean you don't have any freedom whatsoever a lot of folks think the lifestyle of living they're living it they want to be free but what you don't realize, you're winding yourself in as a, a fly in a spider's web. The more you wiggle and the more you, he keeps you there, the more bind he puts upon you and the more you get bound in the web. I say to you, and he wist not that the Lord had departed. He lost his strength, so he lost his eyesight. They bound him, lost his power, lost his freedom bound by the world system many of you today you're bound by the world system you're bound by sin you've been there so long it's captivated you it's got its hold on you you keep seeming you just say you're going to go to church but somehow you just can't get around to it you're going to pray you're going to talk to god you're going to read god's bible but somehow satan keeps you bound and keeps you up with something else and just don't get around to it all right, after you lose your sight, your power, and you're bound, he then grinds at the mill. He is in his power and yields and serves the world. But you know what? Thank God, and that's what our song was about a while ago. God forgive me. Notice, my friend, in verse 28, God is a God of the second chance. Samson repented. Hallelujah. Samson repented. He called on the Lord. He said, remember me, I pray only one more time only one more time that i may pr prove god is more powerful than the philistines yes god's a god of the second chance sometimes the third chance and on and on but someday it'll be the last chance but for samson thank god god heard his prayer you listening to me now god heard his prayer but you know what he never gave him back his eyesight no sir samson lived the rest of his days without his eyesight he never become a free man 
the rest of his days, though his sin was forgiven, though he stood before God with clean hands, he never had his eyesight. He never was free. He spent the last years of his life bound in prison. He died in prison. He didn't live to see his victory. As it was with David. You remember David's sin was forgiven. But the Bible said that the sword could never leave his house. I tell you, scarred for life. Yes, thank God for the second, the fourth, the fifth chance. But keep in mind, every time you play, you're going to lose. You lose something that you can never regain. You lose something that when you get right with God, you wished you had, where you could serve God with it. You throw away your money, your time, your talent, and your body, and your life. When you really get close to God, you say, God, I wished I had my youth back. I wished I had my young years back so I could serve you. God, why was I such a fool? God, why was it that I couldn't see you? Why, God, didn't I call out to you earlier in my life? That's my question to you today. Why do you keep running? Why do you keep going? Turn back, my friend. Turn back to God. You've never known God in the first place it's through salvation. Would you bow your head, your heart out there in regular land today? Let the God speak to you. Look around you. Look at those folks who have yielded themselves to sexual lust. Look at them. Think about them. They've got diseases, unwed mothers, unwanted pregnancies, and unwanted babies. Many of them. In our country, we've killed over 40 million babies since the middle 60s. Isn't that a crying shame? Because of sin. And you see what it's done. Think about that fellow that's on dope. Huh? Uh, he's, he's, he's helpless. He's, he's pitiful because this stuff is bounding. Only thing that will free you on tobacco, cocaine, sex, a lying. All oh, people just tell you the lies today when the truth is sounds so much better. I say to you, turn to Jesus. Right now on Radio Land, without the Lord, will you turn and say, Dear Jesus, I want you to come into my heart and life. I receive you right now as my Lord and my Savior. Child of God, forgive me, God. Forgive me, God, one more time. Give me a chance to serve you. I tell you, until this time next week, may God bless you is my prayer.